Hello everybody, this is Hunter Sampson with Trad Archery and Everything Outdoors. Uh, check out my website, tradarcherypodcast.wordpress.com uh, And uh, give this episode a like, a listen, share, subscribe. Uh, but anyways, this week's episode is going to be about prepping for hunting season. What I do prep for hunting season and some ideas for prepping for hunting season first off i want to say i never stop shooting my bow i shoot my bow all year round even if it's whatever weather conditions it is if if it's snowing i'm out there if it's raining i'm out there if it's 100 degrees i'm out there if it's a nice day i'm out there if it's a bad day i'm out there I, you know, the Cameron Haynes philosophy, lift, run, shoot. I don't run every day. I don't lift every day, but I shoot every day, and I lift pretty much every day. And, you know, I shoot every day. If I don't shoot every day, I shoot six, five, five. I shoot, let's, let me say, I shoot anywhere from five to six episodes, five to six days a week. So either every day or almost every day. And the thing that I do to specifically start prepping for hunting season is I have a set of arrows that I practice with, and then I have a set of arrows that I hunt with. And the set of arrows that I practice with are cheap arrows that if I break them during the year, something happens to them, if I shoot them into a rock or or a tree on accident, if the string breaks, and gets sent into oblivion I have a backup set it but around the June around the June mark uh, around the May and June mark even into not so much the February January February January February January February March April April and May I go out and I buy a new set of hunting arrows if I didn't destroy them last year. For a lot of animals that I shoot end up breaking your arrows, and you're going to go through a lot of arrows if you're putting them through animals. Uh, The arrows that I shoot for shoot for uh, practice are just a a cedar shaft arrow. Uh, I I can't remember the brain. I got them off Three Rivers Archery. Uh, Not trying to give them a plug, just telling you where I got them. That being said, uh, I'm not trying to get off topic, but when I, then the May June mark, the May and June mark, I start practicing with my hunting arrows, and I start using my field tips. Field tips that are the same weight as my hunting arrows, so I can kind of learn how the arrows fly. But in July, I switch over and I start practicing with my broadheads, and the broadheads I use. I use a set of previous arrows. I make my own broadheads out of spring steel or, or, or bar steel, whatever steel I can find that makes a good arrow. There, there's a ton of different materials that you can use. But the arrowhead that I hunt with, that I, I, I that I always hunt with, I shoot with that, and I'll shoot a blank. I shoot a blank, a non-sharpened, a non-sharpened point. Uh, just to see how that arrow flies, because really, if you're not if you're shooting single bevel, you do want to shoot with a right a well. 
even if you're shooting with a single bevel, that doesn't that bevel don't ha doesn't ha does not have to be razor sharp. Uh, but I'm shooting with a with a dull head, uh, <clears throat> simply to save on my target. And, and another one is I'm not really worried about broadhead sharpness right now. Uh, I'm shooting at a block, or I'm shooting at a hay bale, or I'm you know whatever I'm I'm shooting at to practice. I, but I shoot with, you know, I believe you practice how you fight. If an MMA fighter, which I, I kind of dabble into the MMA world a little bit, uh, but a good fighter, and I do this, I used to fight, I, I used to be into karate, uh, I still fight every once in a while, uh, just not, I'm not as serious as I was at, uh, two years ago. But you train as you fight. You spar. You spar twice a day or once a day, and you get it done. And I believe archery has a parallel through that. If I'm gonna practice, everything needs to be in excess. Tell me the benefit of running five miles as opposed to running ten miles. If, if, especially if it helps you out. You know, instead of sparring once a day, I sparred twice a day every day for two years straight. Uh, and what I mean by that is you train as you fight if you're gonna fight if you're gonna play football you don't stand with your buddies and throw around the football if you're, if you're a quarterback oh well uh, that's my practice for today no you get out there you get on the practice field you throw the football you throw the football with your team and you get it done you get the practice done you train as you fight and that's really what football is all about. Uh, well, any sport, you train as you fight, you do, you practice as you do. In archery, I believe more so. So I shoot with my blank arrowhead and my hunting arrows. And I shoot that up until the archery season. Then in the hunting season, I'm out almost every day. Every day after work, I'm out. Uh, on the weekends, I I stay in the woods a lot of weekends. I mean, I, I might not if there's family coming over, if there's some kind of event, if I have to do something. But almost every day and every weekend in archery season, up from the beginning, from the opening day to the end of archery season, I am hunting. I'm hunting. Period. If the opening day is on a Monday, I take that Monday off. I always make sure I have a couple vacation days saved up for hunting season. And I take a week off and go to Ohio during the rut. Uh, that That's really my only vacation I really take. I work through the holidays, but I get Christmas off. I get, I get, I get all the holidays off. But I'll work on the holidays depending if the money's good or not. But what I'm saying is... I track hunting when hunting season comes along. I'm still shooting. Almost, I'm not shooting as much, but every morning I shoot a couple groups, you know, just to know, oh hey, I'm doing good, or wow, my release is messed up that day. But I'm pre I'm preparing so much in volume throughout the year that it's automatic that I can automatically pull off that shot. And I believe you train as you fight. And 
<clears throat> you know, come hunting season, I'm not practicing as much, but I'm still I'm out there in the field every day. Is the only reason I'm not practicing as much. Uh, and then when hunting season ends, I go back to shooting my dumper arrows, uh, my, my cheap the cheapest arrows I can find. Even if they're carbon arrows, I really don't care as long as they're cheap and they're around the same grain and same weight as mine. And that's really why I do that. But preparing for hunting season, first thing you need to do is you need, if you have the arrows, you need to select an arrow that you want to hunt with. Select broadhead type, select arrow type, feather type, FOC. Select everything about that arrow geared towards hunting. You can have target arrows, but you need to have a set of arrows that you use for hunting specifically. And you can practice with them. Like me, I have a set of throwaway arrows and a set of hunting arrows. And I, if I, if I use four, I use four arrows to hunt with. Uh, what I use five arrows to hunt with. I'll buy ten arrows. Five of them are practicing. Five of them are hunting. And then all ten of them will become hunting arrows eventually. But you you gotta have a set of arrows specifically designed for hunting, whether they're aluminum carbon, uh, aluminum carbon wood arrows. It doesn't matter as long as you have an arrow set up specifically for a hunting. If you're hunting elk, you've got a setup for hunting elk. If you're hunting whitetail and bear and whatever, you ha I have a setup for hunting the animal that I'm going to hunt. If I go on a bear hunt, uh, I shoot about 175 to 200 grain arrow when I'm hunting whitetail. And, but when I'm hunting bear, I'm, I might shoot a 225 grain arrow or 250. Or I might shoot the same arrow, but the gear that you're using has to be specifically tapered to what you're hunting. If you're hunting elk, you're hunt you're gonna use a little bit heavier broadhead. You're probably gonna use a fixed blade on an elk. Uh, in certain states, mechanical broadheads are not allowed. Uh, then you have you have to shoot fixed blade. But luckily here in West Virginia, we live in a state where fixed blade mechanicals are allowed but I shoot fixed blade because uh, there's less working parts there's less moving parts and there's less things to mess up on the arrow but you gotta if you're hunting elk you're prop you're gonna shoot a heavier grain air a heavier arrow probably you're probably gonna shoot something like a, an Easton big game hunter uh, an a carbon arrow with an aluminum with an aluminum uh, four shaft not four shaft but an aluminum casing uh, and it's all personal preference really it doesn't matter what arrows you choose to hunt with but I definitely prefer a fixed blade wood arrow with my recurve and like I said it doesn't matter what arrows you choose but you have to choose the arrows that you're going to hunt with. And you have to practice with them. 
because if you're hitting if you're hitting a pop can at 30 yards with field points that's an average grip for field points it's good don't get me wrong you're doing great but you're not going to shoot that good with with a broadhead on or with a fixed blade broadhead on especially if you're shooting a thunderhead or or even the arrows that I'm shooting I'm not going to shoot as good uh, my my grouping is going from a two and a half to three inch group and that's opening up to about a five inch group or, or a five and a half inch group with fixed blades and, and whatever you know but you got to understand that you're not going to shoot as good with a broadhead as you are going to be a field point simply because a field point there's almost no resistance on that arrow and there's no resistance towards the front it's very aerodynamic and that's really what causes it to be like that and so to preface what i just said preface what i just said shoot the arrow that you're going to hunt with and another thing I would stop instead of shooting at a target range or a field wherever you shoot at shoot in the woods uh, you know shoot where you're gonna hunt I learn the yardages if you're gonna hunt in a tree stand hunt in the tree stand if you're gonna hunt if you're gonna shoot hunt in the woods on on the ground or in a ground blind wherever you're gonna hunt at whatever environment me I'm a ground hunter I'm a person that likes to sneak around and and mess around and what I like to do is I like to set up a target in a couple different locations that I like to hunt at a couple hot spots that I know of but <clears throat> what I <clears throat> but I'll, I'll set up the target and I'll move around you know encountering situations that you might have in in, in hunting because in hunting, you're not going to get the perfect broadside shot all the time. You might get one or two throughout the year. But the majority of the time, it's not going to be shot. It's not going to be the perfect shot. You know, they might be quartering to you. They might be quartering, quartering away from you. I'd rather have a deer quartering away than quartering to. But if the deer is coming straight on at you, if he's walking behind you, you know, if he's coming at an angle you know you're not going to get the perfect shot so i set up the target the target that i hunt with is a 3d the target that i'm hunting the target that i'm shooting with the target that i'm using right now is a 3d buck made by 10 point uh, i believe it's called uh, it's just called the buck target and i use that simply because that's about the size of the animal i'm gonna shoot and i get used to shooting an animal that big you know I believe if you're gonna hunt bear, if you're gonna hunt bear, shoot a bear target. If you're gonna hunt elk, shoot an elk. If I'm hunting deer, I'm gonna shoot a deer target, or I'm gonna shoot something around the same same size. And that's why I like going around a 3D shoot. Uh, you encounter a bunch of different situations. There's a 3D shoot here in Braxton County, West Virginia, which is a couple counties over from Kanawha, which is where I live. And this shoot's called the Woodland Shoot. And it's, there's like 30 target, there's like 30, 40 targets 
and it's all kinds of different situations most of the shots are, are very difficult shots shots that you probably couldn't pull off of the compound you know you're looking for an opening you're squatting over trees and you're doing this and it's not a course designed for a particular style of archery it's a course it's a course designed to help you shoot and it's it's a challenge and the winner with the highest the person with the highest score gets a different prize every year last year they gave away a thousand dollars uh they give away a different prize every year uh second place got like five hundred dollars first place got a thousand dollars in a bow you know they got they got a, a bunch of different prizes but go to 3d shoots and shoot shoot them you know you gotta you gotta challenge yourself in archery like right now i'm recording this podcast in my yard and a deer could come down and if it was hunting season it might not be a perfect angle i know from practicing so much that i can pull the shot off that's because I practice so much. And that's what I believe you should do as a traditional archery. If you don't have the time, try to practice a little bit every day. You, know, you don't have to shoot 200, 300 arrows a day like I do. If you can only shoot 50 arrows, shoot 50 arrows. You know, do whatever you can do. Whatever you, you know, I tell people this all the time. Don't do what I do because I don't expect you to do what I do. I do what I do because it works for me, and what works for me might not work for you. It might work great for you, and it might work terrible for another person. And that's the whole point of archery. You don't have to be athletic. You don't have to do like in football to get great at football. You got to work out. You got to practice football. You know, you could be a gifted archer and you not even know it. So, and that's why to me, archery is one of the greatest things in the world. So. Another thing that you want to do is you want to, you want to set up the area that you're going to hunt. Uh, the area that I hunt in every year, it's a very thick area. You know, like I said, I'm a ground hunter, but I've you know, and I'll tree stand hunt every once in a while. Uh, but I use a climbing tree stand instead of a, a ladder stand. And when I did use a ladder stand, I didn't have a ladder. I had a set of climbers. And if you're going to shoot in a tree stand, you need to clear out a, a shooting trail. You need to make sure you have good enough angles. You need to make your spot perfect or good enough for you. And, you know, that's another, you definitely, if you're, if you're going to shoot in an area, if, you're, if your state allows you to bait animals, bait animals, uh, my belief in when it comes to baiting is, you, you know, who cares how you shoot the animal? I don't think baiting gives you an advantage. It probably gives you a disadvantage as a hunter. And meaning that there are other predators eating that. And when you put a bait pile down, you're, you're, attra- you're creating a hotbed for animals, just not deer. You know, here in West Virginia, if I, we're not allowed to bait. Uh, but if you were to... If you were to put down a bait pile, the bear's going to get it. And then the bear's probably going to scare off the deer. And that's the price you got to pay. But I, I believe baiting is definitely a very effective way to secure game. 
you know, the second part goes into it that you gotta first off prepare, shoot the arrows that you're gonna shoot for hunting, and right, we're gonna try to make it. We're gonna try to keep this in four simple steps, and there can be a further breakdown of it, but four simple steps to prepare for hunting. The first step that we went over, shoot the arrow, practice with the arrows that you're gonna hunt with. Number two, <clears throat> prepare your stand and prepare your area and shoot in the woods. You know, I, one and two kind of tie together and step three is prepare the area that you're gonna hunt, prepare the area that you're gonna hunt with. And the fourth step is outfitting yourself with, with the proper equipment. And I wear camouflage. I'm, I'm, a def, I'm definitely a big believer in camouflage. I know some people say, well, camouflage doesn't work because deer are, are colorblind and they, and they can't see certain colors. And, you know, it, it's not very effective. So you don't got to wear, wear <clears throat> camouflage. BS, guys. That's total BS. You know, if I walk in the woods and I've got a brown shirt on and I've got a, a tan pair of pants, solid collars stand out in the woods. They stand out a lot. And if you're wearing a plaid shirt, if you're wearing a green and brown plaid shirt, it's still going to stand out because chances are it's either going to be solid green or it's going to be solid brown with green tint to it. It could be a combination, but solid colors stand out when you're hunting. And that's why deer are, you know, they can be very hard to see sometimes, but once you see them, you see them. You know, once you see a deer and it's obvious that the deer's there, you can't unsee that deer. And, you know, the tricky thing is, is I wear real tree, real tree infinity. And I've wore Marpac camo, but, you know, and right now I hunt with a brush suit or a ghillie suit, not, not exactly a ghillie suit, but anybody that spent any time hunting, we've seen the brush suits that it looks like leaves. I wear one of those and I have a, I have a, you know, right now I hunt with a ghillie suit because I'm a ground hunter, like I said. And, you know, I don't have, I hunt with something that looks natural to the environment. It doesn't matter what camouflage you use, just as long, well, let me, let me take that statement back. You gotta wear a camouflage pattern that blends in with the environment that you're in. If you're in thick woods and jungles, you could wear tiger stripe. You could wear real tree. You could wear marpat. You could wear the classic GI Joe, but you're not gonna, sh you're not gonna use desert camo or real tree desert or something like that but at least choose a camouflage that blends in into your environment and another thing that you got to do prep for the season that you're in if you're if you're if you live in texas and archery season starts in it starts in fall i'm not sure what time it starts in in texas but i know it's it's probably going to be hot and wear the proper gear you know, when I lived in Ohio, we'd there'd be days we'd be hunting and it would be sn snowing constantly. 
And there would be days it would be nice. There would be days it would be absolutely miserable, snowing, cold, windy. The tree you're in is shaking. But we still had the proper attire. You gotta wear the proper attire to hunt with. If you're gonna hunt in a thick area, such as a bedding area, or, or you're gonna hunt in thick woods, wear, wear a camo pattern that blends in tiger stripe wear something tiger stripe the old vietnam out you know the old vietnam tiger stripe fatigues are, are perfect you know and if you're gonna wear if you're gonna be in an area that doesn't have a lot of brush and it's kind of open you don't have to wear the most intricate camo patterns wear stuff that blends in me i choose real tree because it's a very effective camo pattern but I still like to put the tiger stripe on every once in a while number one because it looks badass and number two it's an effective it's an effective camouflage for early season and it might not be for late season because everything's turning brown and yellow and gold and all these different colors but you know I have a an early season attire, I have a fall attire, and I have a winter attire, and then I have an extreme winter attire. And the winter and extreme winter are two, they're pretty simple patterns, but they work. My early season and fall, they're a little bit more complicated. But you gotta choose the proper attire for your location, the weather, you know. If it's in the middle of winter, if you're one of those guys that wear shorts all all year long, oh, my legs don't get cold. That doesn't matter. Still wear a pair of pants. You know, wear a pair of long johns and a pair of pants. Because if you're out there in the woods long enough, it gets cold. I don't care who you are, it gets cold. You know? But you don't have to have the most expensive gear. I have expensive gear because that's what I like. I've got an expensive taste. But I also work hard for the money that I have. And I can afford these things. I'm not bragging on myself. I put time in what I do. I like to invest in what I do. And I didn't get my winter outfit in one year. It took me several years to get that out. It took me two to three years to get that outfit you know and i you know i've got you know the thing about hunters is we've got gear as 15 years old that we still wear you know that's like fishermen they have their tackle box and they don't want to buy new gear they have a set of gear that that, that they like and that works and it's took a long time to collect it me i didn't collect all this gear overnight i it took several years it's t you know and it's a continuous process. My bow collection, I didn't get that overnight. I got it over several years. I've got it from relatives that have passed it down. It doesn't matter how you get your gear. But, you know, I collect gear. And simply because I like the different things and different tastes. And I like to try different things out. And I like to experiment. But every hunter that's been hunting for 10 plus years like I have. You're going to have a collection of gear. You're going to have a you're gonna have an experienced edge over a hunter that's been hunting over five years or six years you're gonna have an edge simply because you've spent more time and you've done more research i don't look at hunting just as hunting i look at it as every time i go in the woods 
It's research. I'm researching land, researching deer. If the if how I was hunting yesterday didn't work, or or how I was hunting last last month worked, and then today it's different. And then I hunt for two three days and I don't get nothing. I don't see any deer. That could be weather patterns, but I pay attention to my surroundings so I can choose the gear that I'm going to use that day. If it's 100 degrees, I'm probably not going to shoot anything, but if I do, I'm going to be wearing a long sleeve breathable shirt and a, a pair of pants, you know? And I'm going to have a fa face paint on instead of a face mask. Uh, and I use face paint most of the year anyways, except during the winter months, I have... I have a wool cat, a wool full face mask that I use. But you know, choose the choose the gear that works for your surrounding and particularly for your surrounding. You know, to sum this episode up, because I've only got a limited, I've only, I only have much more time for this is episode episode one for the week. Uh, we're going to have our next episode Friday or whenever I can get to it. Uh, you know, choose the arrows that you hunt with and practice with them. And pra You know, number two is practice in the woods, practice surrounding. And step number three is, you know, <clears throat> prepare the area that you're going to hunt. Study the area that you're going to hunt. Scout the area. Uh, Make sure you know the area and set up the area for success. And step number four is wear the proper gear when you're hunting. You absolutely have to wear the proper gear. And that'll do it. <clears throat> that'll do it for this episode of Trad Archery and Everything Outdoors. This was Hunter Sampson with Trad Archery and Everything Outdoors. I hope you all have a lovely rest of the week. Uh, you know, I pr I'll pray that you shoot straight and I'll pray that you pray that I shoot straight. This is Hunter Sampson with Trout Archery Outdoors. Have a great week, guys. Have a great weekend. Hunting season is coming up. We only got about a month and a half left. This is it for the episode, guys. See you later. Goodbye.